The white race as a whole ain't the enemy There's racist white people but we're far from that collectively White boy, don't say that White boy, oh you so bad White boy, you wish you were black White boy, dear white boy Sitting next to me, I don't assume that every black's favorite drink is Hennessy. I don't dislike Tanisha because her first name isn't Stephanie. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Weekly Daily Show. It is your boy JC Daily, hence the name Daily Show. Um, and let's get back to it. This is an election update, and I'm very excited actually to be talking to you guys because I think my boy Trump can actually still win this. Uh, I've got some important um, stats and news to get to, but first. Um, I wanted to show everyone this video from Project Veritas. Um, it's the CNN tapes is what they're calling them. It's just a CNN 9 a.m. conference call discussing how CNN and other powerful interest groups will cover Trump not conceding um, the election. So uh, just give it a listen. On Jeff Zucker's 9 a.m. editorial conference call, how they, the Democratic Party, powerful interest groups, may determine how CNN will cover Trump not conceding the presidential election. I just want to underscore something that Michael said earlier about the transition and Trump, because I've been talking to a lot of people this morning on both sides, and they, I just keep hearing the same thing, folks from Republicans who have not come out to congratulate Biden, but uh, but also to those who have in the Democrats. And that is that we have to be, you know, news organizations have to be very careful and very responsible about not giving Trump too much of a platform on his not conceding because they feel the transition can go forward and... You know, other than the national security briefings, which are critical to start now, uh, they just don't want us to exaggerate that Trump isn't leaving office. And I'm going to have a lot of specific reporting on that later today, but just big picture wanted to underscore what Michael had said. Yep, agreed. On the issue of why it's important to get the transition going right, um, the 9-11 report talks about one of the problems was that this, the, 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 the trouble that was brewing got lost during the transition. So if you want a good concrete example of what happens when you don't have a good transition, go look at the Twin Towers. Yeah. So I think that's an important point. Um, uh, I think it was discussed a little bit yesterday in terms of national security. I think it's really uh, important to raise again. I, I would I would encourage folks to think about, you know, that 9-11 commission report and the lack of transition. So, yeah, pretty egregious stuff. Um, obviously, they're, um, this is nothing new for them. Um, if you've listened to other podcasts of mine, you've heard me discuss how um, – the Washington Post, I believe, or the um, the New York Times, excuse me, um, a couple of years ago actually discussed how everything that they were going to be um, 
the narrative for the next couple of years up until this 2020 election was going to be on race. And of course, Black Lives Matter, everything happened that way. And then now with the CNN and I mean, this is nothing that we don't know, guys. It's just, you know, we have evidence now showing that, hey, this is what we're going to talk about, guys. We need to focus, you know, all news. Or they didn't just say CNN. They said all news organizations need to uh, talk about um, how horrible Trump is for not conceding and um, just don't give him a platform. Let's not let him talk. Um, so people like me are uh, forced to start making videos and try to, like, tell the public, guys, keep backing our president and don't just let this slide under the rug. And um, that's actually what I wanted to talk about with the Sidney Powell update. If you guys want, remember, um, quick recap, my last episode where I talked about Sidney Powell and her, uh, she is a legitimate attorney, um, she was has done this in the past, she has fought the system and won by, um, in the General Flynn case, and had that case dismissed where the corrupt um, <clears throat> state, the corrupt FBI, um, she has fought in essentially taking on the deep state um, and won a couple times she is not to be trifled with and I just can't imagine her putting her reputation on the line um, the worst case scenario with what Sidney Powell is doing is um, as a legal strategy she's saying you know we got all this voter fraud happened in Dominion all these voting machines were hacked and, and you foreign governments act meddled in our election by hacking and paying for these um, Dominion votes to basically dictate the outcome of the election. The worst case scenario is that this isn't true, but she's alleging it and then hoping to be able to get some evidence to back it up. Happens in court all the time. And then worst case scenario is it's not true and they're not able to get any evidence. Um, a, a, a bad case scenario, I guess, would be it is true. But we're just not able to prove it in court because it's not going to be easy to prove the people that we are met. If this is true, the people that were capable of this have insane resources and are incredibly intelligent. Um, and it's not going to be easy and they're going to pay as many people off as they can. It's not going to be pretty, guys. So on Georgia, they certified back in November 20th. Um, a Georgia judge has has issued a temporary injunction, and Sidney Powell has you know a lawsuit in Georgia. It was like hundred something pages, um, you know, alleging these Dominion voter fraud, uh, and I think the governor of Georgia saying that he was part of this corrupt scheme and made a deal with foreign governments. Um, a Georgia judge has issued a temporary injunction keeping Georgia officials from erasing data on Dominion voting machines because they're trying to reset the, the Dominion voter machines and they've issued a temporary injunction. For those of you who do not know, a temporary injunction is just a, um, basically the guy, the judge will read um, the facts of a petition or a complaint and it's a pretty easy standard because you just, if based on the, if, if you have to take everything as true essentially that's um, being, that's in the petition, that it's legally sufficient and uh, there is a harm that will occur if you do not issue an order, you know, taking all the facts as true without much evidence, only what's written allegations. Um, then you issue an order that will, you know, just stop, you know, freeze assets or stop people from doing anything to prevent harm. And then you'll come back for an actual evidentiary hearing at a later date. Um, so Sunday, this past Sunday, U.S. District Court Judge Timothy Batten Sr. issued a four-page 
order temporarily blocking officials in is only in three counties, Cherokee, Cobb, and Gwinnett counties from resetting Dominion voting machines. Powell has alleged that the voting the Dominion's foreign ties allowed hostile governments to meddle in the U.S. election with a conspiracy that involved both Republican and Democratic officials. And I kind of got into that in my last episode. We'll go back and, and watch it if you're unsure of what exactly Powell is alleging. But, yeah, if, if this is true, guys, this is insane, insane stuff. So, yeah, well, I'll try to keep you guys updated on what's going on that with that. You know, in the legal world, everything's slow. and uh, You just have to take it, take it in day by day. So... Next, next thing I really wanted to go over, uh, one more thing on, on the Sidney Powell thing, guys, and this is, she did allege Republican and Democrat officials. I, I have a problem with a lot of Republican um, people in Congress right now. So not that many people are really going to bat for, for Trump right now, and because they don't want to seem crazy, they don't want to seem like a conspiracy theorist, but when I'm going to get to the, these numbers and the stats in a second, and I really think the GOP and a lot of senators and representatives need to sh- need to step up. They need to nut up or shut up, guys. And we need to vote these people out if they are not fighting for Trump and fighting for the GOP right now. Because the Democrats, they're, you know, say what you want about them, but they, they stick together and they will fight tooth and nail to the death to win and for power, blah, blah, blah. They will do whatever it takes. And then the GOP, and there's another reason, the reason I even bring this up, guys, is because it, it would make sense for some Republicans to be involved in the Dominion voter scheme because a lot of these GOP guys are just um, rhinos that want to stay in power and they just kind of, you know, go out and say, yeah, anti-abortion, we're pro-life. And then they sit and they just reap the spoils of sitting in Congress year after year, making corrupt deal after corrupt deal. So, completely believable. So, the evidence that we do have, this is what I wanted to get to, and this is what I was so excited about for this episode. Um, so, the evidence that we do have, we don't know. Did voting fraud occur? Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. For as far as the Dominion voting systems, we don't know yet. And will we even be able to prove that they were hacked if we do get to do some discovery and look into these voting machines? Who knows? But what we do know are the statistics based on <clears throat> based on the votes and based on the ballots that were, were submitted in, in every state. So I'm just going to read some stats off to you from the Mark Levin show. Um, I would encourage anyone to go look up on Mark Levin and um, listen to him if you want to really get deep into this stuff. Because he takes his time and he explains it very coherently. Um, and he, you stick with him and, and you'll learn a lot. Um, he, he's reading off of a Daniel Horwitz piece. Uh, Daniel Horwitz is a reporter from The Blaze, a conservative news organization. So Pennsylvania has been, a uh, obviously, the area of uh, extreme scrutiny and very, um, very suspicious, to say the least, as far as what they're doing up there with this election. So um, from the number of mail-in ballots to the legal states, um, the Supreme Court illegally and unconstituted unconstitutional decision to allow these extreme, crazy number of mail-in ballots and late mail-in ballots that um, never should have been even counted, and to keep those unofficial results is is just absolutely insane, um, to say the least. But 
let's just look at the numbers. So basically right now we have unofficial results from three pretty key states, Pennsylvania, um, you can argue Arizona still, but uh, Michigan, they've certified. But I want to focus on Pennsylvania, Michigan, Illinois, essentially, because Trump wins those, Trump wins. Um, so as far as Pennsylvania goes, Pennsylvania, just listen to these stats, and there's just too many statistical anomalies and just borderline impossibilities um, based on stats. Um, since we don't have actual evidence yet, it's still you know being gathered in courts. All we have is affidavits of this and that. But just these stats alone, and this there's actually a hearing um, Friday, I believe it was in Georgia, um, about these ballots and ballots that were counted, literally hundreds of thousands of votes, and there were statistical anomalies being that you know Biden won literally like ninety percent of this one batch of like. 250,000 almost votes, and Biden won 90% of them, which is a statistical anomaly, basically a statistical possibility. Um, but that's a side note. This is Pennsylvania I'm talking about right now. <clears throat> I believe. Um, so 2.6 million mail-in ballots counted. Um, so, okay, so we're in Pennsylvania. 2.6 million mail-in ballots counted. As of now, this is unofficially, but we're counting right now 2.6 million mail-in ballots, 4.2 million election day votes, right? So out of the election day votes, 2.7 million for Trump and 1.4 million for Trump. So or 1.4 million for Biden. So that's election day. So Trump absolutely stomped um, Biden on election day. So that means Biden would have had to won essentially 76% of the mail-in votes. Which, yes, mail-in votes, typically, they do favor um, the Democrats. But these mail-in votes weren't all from Democrats. 64.7% um, of the votes are from registered Democrats. So this is the mail-in votes I'm talking about now. So keep in mind, based on the election day votes, um, so, you know, we all went to bed thinking Trump was going to win because he was pretty much winning in all these swing states. Um, so Biden needs to have won needs to win 76% of these mail-in votes. Um, so yeah, mail-in votes typically favor the Democrats, but out of these mail-in votes, 64.7% of them were from registered Democrats. 23.7% of these mail-in ballots were from registered Republicans, and 11.6% of these mail-in ballots were from nonpartisan or independents. So based on these numbers that I'm giving you right now, guys, if Biden had won 95% of the Democrat um, registered, of the Democrat mail-in ballots, so 95%, which is, you know, it's believable. You know, Democrats are crazy brainwashed, 95%, you know, it's, it, it's believable. Um, but he would, but also would win if he had won, so this is hypothetical, guys. If Biden had won 95% of those Democratic mail-in ballots, and if Biden had won 21% of those Republican registered mail-in ballots, and if he had won 80% of the independent mail-in ballots, he still would come up well short of the current unofficial results. And you, you, let me repeat that. 95% of those Democratic mail-in ballots is believable. 21% of the Rep Republicans, so you're saying 21%, almost 
one-fourth of the Republican registered voters voted for Biden. Not believable, but even more not believable. It's 80% of the independent registered voters voted for Biden. Why is this unbelievable? Because 80% is ridiculous. First off, independents are pretty 50-50. Second off, listen to this. Exit polls from Pennsylvania show that independent voters on election day voted 52% for Biden. So, this is the same state. On election day, the independents voted 52. So, basically 50-50. 52% of independents in Pennsylvania on election day voted for Biden. But out of the mail-in ballots, 80% of those independents were for Biden. Hmm. And people were saying, oh, there wasn't, you know, truckloads of ballots just coming in for Biden. Hmm. That's fishy. But, hey, I'm a conspiracy theorist and I'm crazy. Yeah, they do not want to argue about this because they're going to lose, guys. They're just going to try to write you off because they got the money, they got the big media, and they just want they want everyone to just let it go. We cannot do that, guys. Um, more on this. So, if mail-in ballots broke down the way Election Day votes did, so let's say the way 52% of independents had voted for um, Biden on the election day, but if, if we gave that 52% or around that to these mail-in ballots, Biden would be down by 213,000 votes. That swings Pennsylvania easily. So who's to say Trump can't win Pennsylvania? Totally can. This election is not over. It's just how we're going to be able to prove it, guys. Are we going to be able to get discovery? Are we going to be able to get evidence to prove it in court? Another suspicious stat. Um, is the impossibly low rejection rate of these mail-in ballots. So, and this is still Pennsylvania, but 2016 rejection rate was just a tad over 1%. So this is the rejections of mail-in ballots, because on mail-in ballots, you have to do it very specifically and sign it and fill it out and put it in the correct envelope and do it in a secrecy envelope the correct way or it will be rejected. I I did mine by, by mail in Florida, and literally... Um, you're, you're also able to drop it off in Florida, which isn't the case for every state, but I wasn't going to take a chance and not, and mail mine because USPS corrupt. Um, so I went to drop off our votes and before putting it in the box, the guy literally asked, Hey, are those signed? Cause he wanted to make sure our votes counted. And I'm like, yes, sir. They're signed. I said, okay. So this stat, <clears throat> there is a rejection rate of a tad at over 1%. From the 2016 election. So, and this is Pennsylvania, mind you. Even though about 216,000, um, and this is 2016, so in, in Pennsylvania in 2016, around 216,000 mail-in ballots were, were, um, were counted, or were um, submitted, right? So out of those, and, and those ballots, those mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania, um, were consisted of mostly experienced mail-in ballot voters. My remember, I have talked about how Pennsylvania literally within the last year basically just changed unconstitutionally changed their uh, their voting rules to allow for more mail-in voting and to, for later later um, literally to be you could vote after election day as long as you post date and mark election day on your mail-in ballot. See how just too many coincidences, guys. Too many coincidences. 
So, 216,000, in 2016, 216,000 mail-in ballots um, were issued, and there was just a tad over 1% rejection rate. But this year, even though there was 10 times as many mail-in ballots, 2.6 million to be exact, um, consisting of mostly first-time vote-by-mail voters, you know, because previously, you know, it was more experienced people because you had to have an actual legitimate excuse and it just wasn't as easy to vote by mail. Um, but now it's a bunch of first-time noobs who don't know what they're doing and apparently Democratic voters, so we know they're a little... <laughs> Um, but they're not making very many mistakes because with 2.6 million um, mail-in ballots consisting more, the majority of which were first-time mail-in ballot voters, there was only a 0.038% rejection rate. So there's over 10 times more mail-in ballots, but the rejection rate is... Um, one-third, essentially, of what it was previously in 2016. Yeah, and Pennsylvania, not to mention the fact that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, which has seven justices, justices and five of which are hardcore left-leaning Democrats, have decided that they don't need to check signatures and validate these ballots that way. Yeah, and, and they, they act like it's fair. No. These people are corrupt. They're hacks. They don't care. They'll issue two-sentence orders without even listening to the evidence because they hate conservatives. They hate the foundational rules of this country, and they want—they're basically full-on um, Marxist Democrats, man. It's, it's it's unbelievable. So just some some more stats, and this is this is all we have right now, guys, because we don't have evidence. We just have stats to show something happened, and we need to hold up. Do not concede and look into this and make sure because either Trump won or Biden is the luckiest presidential candidate in the history of this country because every little anomaly and every little thing that needed to happen for Biden to win did happen. And every little close race um, happened to just swing in his favor. And uh, so, yeah, just getting into this a couple more statistics for you. Trump received more votes than anyone ever seeking re-election. Um, 95% of Republicans voted for him. He's, he performed best with minorities since 1960 for a Republican in the 1960s civil rights era. Um, blacks were up, up by 50% since 2016 for Trump, while Biden's black support fell well below 90%, which when you're under 90% as a Democrat with the black community, you typically lose. Um, but hey, it's still, I'm not saying he had to have lost, but guys, there's just too many coincidences. I'll continue. Um, Trump grew Hispanic support but to up to 35% nationally, while Democrats, um, Democrats, when their Hispanic support is 60% or less for Democrats, it's mathematically impossible to win Florida, Nevada, Arizona, and New Mexico. Um, but Apparently, so Trump grew Hispanic further. Trump grew Hispanic support to 35% nationally. When Democrats' Hispanic support is 60% or less, 
which it sounds based on um, that, the 35% for Trump, that means independence probably has 10, 15%. Democrats are probably under 60% of Hispanic support for, um, for Biden. Um, when Democrats do have 60% or less nationally um, support for um, the Democratic candidate, it's mathematically impossible to win Florida, Nevada, Arizona, and New Mexico. And that basically lines up with Florida. Florida, that's exactly how Trump performed. Um, Florida, Ohio, and Iowa actually each defied media odds and, um, and actually performed exactly how you would think he would perform based on these national st statistics I'm giving you. Now, in Florida, Ohio, and Iowa, which each defy the media odds, as I said before, since 1852, and this is through these three states, Florida, Ohio, and Iowa, since 1852, only Richard Nixon, which we all know why he probably lost, but since 1852, only Richard Nixon has lost the Electoral College after winning this trio. So Florida, Ohio, and Iowa. Since 1852, only Richard Nixon. And that was in the 1960 upset to John Kennedy, um, which apparently, unbeknownst to me, is still subject to s serious scrutiny. So um, there's still people, a lot of older GOP members that believe that election was fraudulent. So, basically, if you win Florida, Ohio, and Iowa, you typically win um, the Electoral College. Um, because these swing states... They, they tend to vote with each other. And that's what's just so crazy about this 2020 election and why, if we're wrong, the reason why we're holding on and why there's just too many coincidences, guys. And it just doesn't make sense. And when something smells this funny, there's usually something corrupt going on. So I'm sticking with Trump, and, and I encourage anyone who has been doubting themselves lately to stay strong. Do not let people bully you into being, oh, you're a conspiracy theory. No, don't. Look at the facts, and you make a big boy or a big girl decision. Do not let anyone tell you what to think, and once you start doing that, you, you're doing exactly what they want. Um, and trust me, I know, I understand, I feel the pressure. Um, I can't have people thinking I'm a crazy conspiracy theorist, but... I'm confident in, in the data and I'm confident in my own um, in brain to be able to look at the facts and make my own decision. And um, if you want to argue about it, argue about it. I'll probably win because of the facts are the facts. And um, until we know more, I'm sticking with that. So come at me, bro. So <laughs> continuing on to this, Midwestern states like Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Iowa, Ohio, Florida, Except for a few cities, these states swung in Trump's direction completely. But Biden somehow leads in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, those three states that I told you to be careful about. Because apparently there was an avalanche of black votes from Detroit, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee. Even though, like I said earlier, the black support nationally was, was lower for Biden than, than usual. Far, far below what it was for Obama. And these are the places where I'm saying these crazy, corrupt things happened. And more people from these states are saying some crazy, corrupt stuff happened. So, put two and two together, guys. Um, we cannot ignore this. We cannot let this go. Because if we let it go in 2020, it's going to happen. And the 
primaries in 2024 and the next primary. It's not going to stop. And then um, we have to we have to nip this in the bud now before it gets out of hand. So Republicans far. This is just some more information. Republicans far outregistered Democrats in these battleground states. Online searches, um, small donors for the Trump campaign. Biden had um, smaller number of donors, but had the big money donors. Um, while Trump had a lot of donors, but a lot of small donors, because the middle class people that have a little bit of extra money and, and they really believe in Trump and they donated to him. Um, all these numbers would lead us to believe um, Trump had much more support for um, for this election. And this is an interesting thing I also got from Mark Levin. Um, whenever the whenever the polling metrics are wrong, um, which obviously they all were for this election, and we kind of expected them to be, at least people who pay attention expected them to be completely wrong, because there's no way Biden was going to freaking landslide victory over Trump. Um, so whenever these the polls are wrong, the actual polling metrics are wrong, then the non-polling metrics, which are like, betting analytics sites, so like sports betting sites, those type of sites, those sites are right every time that the polls are wrong. So in 2016, whenever the polls are wrong, the, the sports betting websites and the pure mathematical analytics sites are right all the time. That's how it goes, apparently. This is Mark Levin. Um, and that, so when the polls were wrong in 2020, and, and I even looked this up, this is before Mark Levin, I even heard this, I was looking at the betting sites because I would consider considering Megan's bets. I didn't, but um, they had Trump winning pretty substantially, and it would make sense because Trump keeps saying it, and the stats don't lie. It looks like Trump should have won by a lot, and these sports betting sites, which mind you, a hundred percent of the time are right when the polls the metrics are wrong, which they were. So the poll metrics are wrong. The sports betting websites should have been right, and Trump should have won by a landslide. But apparently, they were all wrong, which n has never happened before. But hey, it's 2020. I'm not saying, like I said, it still could have been legitimate, guys. But I'm starting to think this is back to 50-50 and that Trump may actually pull this off, guys. So stick with him. It ain't over. It ain't over till the fat lady sings. <clears throat> uh, I'm getting toward the end, guys. Um, here's another thing. Why did they stop counting? Seriously. I'm, I'm young, I guess, for someone that's into politics, but um, I was listening to Mark Levin, and he, and he says, and I've heard other GOP, older GOP members, you know, discussing this, and that's not typical. Um, maybe you can argue because of the number of votes, um, because of, you know, what was on, what was riding on this election, whatever, um, the mail-in votes, Whatever you want to say. I'm sure there's some BS excuses that the left, the Democrats are going to get. But why would they stop counting votes on the election night around midnight when everyone was going to bed and we were all thinking we're going to wake up to a Trump victory because it looked like Trump had it in the bag. And then they all just decided to stop counting votes. Hmm? So many swing states stopped counting and many observers were removed. Yeah, the observers of the poll watching, they just were removed. And, um... A lot of them weren't allowed to um, get back in, and that failure to match signatures. There's just too many combinations of things and too much coincidence for me to believe that Trump lost or that there wasn't serious nefarious activity going on. 
So unusually high and, you know, 90% and above for Biden in combination with this massive expansion of these mail-in ballots, the failure to match signatures. There is just too much going on in these swing states um, for me to take it seriously. And if, if they just took an average, these swing states that I've been talking about, if they just took an average of the previous years of rejection rates of mail-in ballots in these states, Trump wins. Think about that by itself. If you take the mail-in ballots that were issued that we all are like just want to look at and be like, hold under a microscope. If you just average out the rejection rate from previous years and you put it over these mail-in ballots in the swing states, Trump wins. Yeah. How's that? Starting to you know think about things differently, right? If not, then I don't know how what else to tell you, man. Um in Georgia. Biden overtook Trump with 89% of votes. Um, so with 89% of votes counted, Biden overtook Trump. Then the, for the next 53 batches of votes counted, Biden just happened to lead by the same exact margin rate of 50.04% to 49.05% margin. For the next 53, the last 53 batches, they all just happened to be like, Okay, finally, they got Biden over Trump, and then they're just going to coast with the exact same rate of 59.04, or 50.04%, and 49.05% margin. And that would completely line up with um, the Sidney Powell lawsuit of Dominion um, voting machines being hacked, right? Because that's what uh, an algorithm would do. They'd like, replace it enough, switch enough votes to get the... Um, intended victor above, and then just hit it with a consistent average rate for the remaining 53 batches of votes. <clears throat> if, if I'm wrong, explain it to me. I want to know what I'm getting wrong. Um, lastly, while we're all caught up in this election, the actual presidential election, uh, a seat's being stolen from a Republican in, in New York right now uh, Dem by Democrat Anthony Ridice, Ridice, I don't want to say his name. It's in the 22nd um, voter district. Um, he's now been declared the victory. Anthony Ridice, the Democrat, has now been declared the victor by a margin of 13 votes. Even though on election night he was losing by an astonishing 28,000 votes. And this is because Democratic judge just put his stamp of approval on just enough rejected ballots. Yeah, did you hear that? Rejected ballots. So there are a bunch of mail-in ballots that were rejected. But then this judge single-handedly put his stamp of approval on enough of those rejected ballots to put this Democrat over the top of the Republican. You guys are starting to believe me on the mail-in ballots thing, right? Mm-hmm. Democrats, incredibly partisan. It's, it's, it's very corrupt, and I'm telling you, there's some serious corruption issues going on in this country right now and it's being overlooked by the media it's being whitewashed by the media and um, they want to paint me and anyone who says anything like what i'm saying um as a conspiracy theorist in a nutshell i hope um i changed some minds out there and i hope uh, i'm giving you guys a more positive view about the potential election outcome so uh yeah stay tuned for next week and i'm sorry i'm, I'm tired guys but I had to make sure to get an episode out for you guys. So please like, share, subscribe, um, and stay tuned and keep listening. And share share with your family, guys, and, and comment on my stuff. Seriously, I, 
I'm really tired and I'm and overworked and it put it, I had to put in a lot of effort to to make this so I would really appreciate um, some more racist white people but we're far from that collectively white boy don't say that white boy oh you so bad white boy you wish you were black white boy feel white boy